Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, my friends. It is already Thursday, and this, of course, is your Thursday of Bo Snurdly Rush Hour in two weeks. Thanksgiving. Four weeks after that, you know the deal. How quickly it is all approaching. So much news, and today we have two special voices for you to listen to you as part of the program today. The first, the Thursday discussion, of course, with Andrew Giuliani will take place today. And a really special treat. Cousin Brucey is going to join us shortly. We have some music. There's some music news out there that we want to discuss with. The best person in the world to discuss it with happens to work at WABC. He's Cousin Brucey, and he'll be joining us for a brief portion in a bit. Let us start with Mayor Adams. Mayor Adams has been complaining as long as migrants have been coming to New York in rapid numbers that Joe Biden's administration needs to do more. Joe Biden has to do more. There were stories that Joe Biden would not talk to anybody, would not have meetings and blah, blah, blah. So today was the big day. Mayor Adams was in Washington or scheduled to be in Washington, D.C., to meet with Joe Biden. All of a sudden this morning, there was a news, breaking news. Mayor unexpectedly canceled his meeting with President Biden. He said he had things to get back to in New York. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, something has happened here in New York. Must be something major, like some kind of uh, maybe a terrorism event or something that would cause him to cancel this meeting with Joe Biden, this long-awaited meeting on the migrant problem. Start checking the news, there's nothing. Then, 9.51 a.m., another story breaks. FBI raids home of Mayor Adams' campaign fundraiser as he cancels White House visit. So that must be it. Joe Biden and Merrick Garland's FBI has raided the Brooklyn home of a key Mayor Adams campaign personality, Brianna Suggs. Now, Miss Suggs 
has raised a lot of money. So far, she's raised 900 Gs, 900 large, for his 2025 re-election effort. But she is responsible, millions of dollars, something. And there has been, to my knowledge, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, Any no other statement. The mayor is returning to New York City to address a matter, to address a matter. And so you have one of his chief finance people raided by the FBI, and nothing else so far. Hmm. Where is the ever-questioning press corps on all of this, digging out the facts? Digging out why the FBI, why Joe Biden and Merrick Garland's FBI is looking, taking a deep dive into the campaign finances of New York's Mayor Adams. And so far, crickets. Crickets. New York lawmakers are taking a stand against pervasive anti-Semitism. Governor Hochul has announced that New York City's public school system, the City University of New York, are going to undergo a state-issued review of its anti-Semitism policies. Well, what are they going to tell us that we don't know? So let's wait for that review. Meanwhile, the ACLU story from the Daily BS today, the American Civil Liberties Union urging colleges and university presidents not to investigate chapters of Students for Justice in Palestine. The ACLU's U.S. Focus of Liberties and Human Rights Organization and as a matter of official policy does not take position on other nations' overseas conflict. They say, we do, however, strongly oppose the efforts to stifle free speech, free association, and academic freedom here at home. In the name of those principles, we urge you, talking to the college presidents and administrators, we urge you to reject calls to investigate, disband, or penalize student groups on the basis of their exercise of free speech rights. To be clear, the ACLU went on, the ACLU in no way approves or endorses such statements endorsing brutal mass murder of civilizations contrary to the principles of human rights, blah, blah, blah. Yet they are warning presidents. When the ACLU speaks, consider it a warning of what they see as potential legal action. And they are warning, leave those kids alone. Hey. Teacher, leave those kids alone, yes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of school and teacher, hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. This was bound to happen. There is a big story. In the Wall Street Journal, 
Fake nudes of real students cause an uproar at a New Jersey high school. After boys shared fake pornographic images made of female classmates, both the school and the local police began investigating. Yeah, students said one or more classmates used an online tool powered by artificial intelligence to make the images, shared them with others. The discovery has sparked an uproar in Westfield, an affluent town out of New York City. Digitally altered or faked image and videos have exploded. Now it's come to the high school. How this came about, the boys were acting weird. Sophomore boys. Whispering among themselves. They were quiet. Girls, being the inquisitive people that they are, started asking questions. What's wrong with the boys? Why are they so quiet? Why are they whispering? Who are they whispering about? At least one student had used AI, an AI website, to make pornographic images using girls' photos found online. Now, here's the bottom line of all this. The girls haven't seen the images. Neither have the police. The images have all been deleted. But... The mayor, Shelly Brindle, said to be in a situation where you see young girls traumatized at a vulnerable stage in their lives is hard to witness. They're calling it digital bullying. No evidence. And in case you think I am okay with this, I'm not. But I am warning you, folks, we are only at the beginning. This story is a harbinger of things that are going to come and that are going to explode. You are not going to put the artificial intelligence genie back in the bottle. The girls are traumatized. They don't even want to go to school. They they don't know who did it. They're petrified. Now, some of them are saying they're going to take their own images, their own faces and so forth off of social media. Which, by the way, okay, maybe, just maybe, this will be an occasion for girls and boys to start rethinking how deeply they want their social media presence out there. But I am I'm telling you, count on it. This is just the beginning of this story. This is the opening salvo in something we are going to be dealing with as a society for years and years to come. And it started right here in New Jersey. On this day, 1978, the police released their debut album, Outlandos Demo. Now, the working title of the album was supposed to be Police Brutality, but they changed it. 
This was the lead single from Outlandos de Amor. The album, two other hits, Can't Stand Losing You and So Lonely, but it took the police from an unknown group to a mega superstar group almost overnight. Coming back, Cousin Brucey. Later on, Andrew Giuliani. What's us here on WABC, Bo Snirley's Rush Hour. Keep it right here, 800-848. WABC is the number to reach us, 800-848-9222. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt. Causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Nineteen sixty seven on this day, the Beatles completed Recording of this, what would be a huge single at Abbey Road Studios in London. With us now, the legendary, there's only one in the world, Cousin Brucey. Cousin Brucey, welcome. How are you this afternoon? My cousin Bo, should I call you Cousin Bo? That would be great. (laughs) Well, so nice to be with you. Thank you. I'm so pleased that so many people are recognizing this event. And that's what it is, is an event. Okay? Yes. You just take it from there, Bo. I'm listening. No, you, Cousin Brucey, this is you. This This is why I wanted to have you on. I was stunned this morning. I was absolutely stunned. I'm, I'm, I'm reading stories. There's a quote unquote new Beatles song. A new Beatles song after all these years. Now, I've listened to some of the demos. If you go through all of the the catalog, there have been so many issues. But this is new. And Uh, tell us about it. We're going to listen to you on the weekend. 
you know, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to play it. You know, obviously, very honestly, Bo, I'm going to tell you that people have had this in their possession. You know, Bo, you know, the word bootlegged, you know what yes. that means. It's of been course. around for a while. However, not in its final, final uh, production. Uh, this thing started, we go, we go back to the 70s. You know, the guys all had uh, the latest uh, uh, devices, mostly cassette machines that they play at home or use with them in the cars. So if they had any kind of idea, they would jot it down or with audio. So a couple times, of course, John Lennon, who was such a genius, such a poet, he would uh, sit down with his piano or guitar, and he'd jot it down on cassette. Now, obviously, they weren't mixed properly. Oh, they were, you know, kind of a messy thing. They weren't really good, clean, crystal clear recordings the way we were used to starting, you know, starting, well, in the 70s and the 80s when we really were getting spoiled. So the, these cassettes just well, went into a closet or a shoebox, unfortunately. And uh, one day Yoko Ono handed this particular cassette, and I believe a couple others, over to Paul McCartney and said, let's see if we want to do something with it. Well, McCartney listened to it with Ringo, and I believe George at the time, he was still with us, and uh, it, it didn't make it. The song was there. It was John Lennon, but you couldn't really hear it. It was so distorted. You know, there was no mixing, as I said, which cousins mixing is you take the voice and you put the perspective with the music behind it or in front of it. This was kind of a mess. So until well, this year, something called uh, artificial intelligence, and I'm sure you've <laughs> talked about this many times, Bo. You must be oh, getting yes. tired of it too, right? I'm, I'm getting scared of it. I'm not getting tired of it. And uh, well, anyway, they last year they they went into the studio using some of the latest technology, and they with, with what's going on with AI today and technology. You can take a if somebody drops a pin in the studio and you couldn't hear it in those days in the seventies, you can isolate it today perfectly. You'd hear the pin drop. So that's what they did with uh, with John Lennon's lyric. They separated him from that piano, which was just way overridden. And they had a crystal clear voice. Matter of fact, I, I remember uh, Paul said it's crystal clear. It was like he was in the studio. So uh, Paul McCartney added some tracks with Ringo. In fact, he did a track uh, emulating the sound as best he could of George Harrison. So this was kind of a, a, a produced, almost corporate type uh, production. It's not real, but then again, it's, it, it is real. And what it is, Bo, it's, it's mysterious. So when you listen to this thing, you know it's not the Beatles, but yet it is the Beatles. There's mystery involved. The song, well, I don't know. This, this is a, uh, uh, a taste thing, if you like it or not. But it doesn't matter. It's the last new Beatles production. Now, here I'm gonna, I had an addendum. You might remember I said this now, Bo, up to now. Because I predict, I meant, I know there's going to be many other cassettes and other uh, events coming out with certain you know, records by the Beatles that we'll have in the future. So as of today, this is the latest new old Beatles song. And it's called Now and Then. And uh, it, is, it is remarkable that they, the technology has been able to allow this to happen. I think it's wonderful. Exactly. Well, I think it's not only allowed it to happen, they... They made it happen. It is. And if you listen to it, it's crystal clear. 
It, it's as if the boys were in the studio, and yet that's what, when you listen to it, it gives you a, a strange feeling because you know it's not, but yet, yet then again, it is now and then. And, and that's what we have today. So I'm going to play it on the air Saturday, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm curious to see what my listeners think about it. I mean, uh, Jody, my wife Jody, loved it. She said it's ethereal. And there's something, well, she said ethereal because it is mystical. It's a mystical thing, and it's like right. you listen to it, and you know there's something more than natural in this song. And it is. It's supernatural. Yeah. Well, we'll be listening. And now let me just use my last few minutes with you, Cousin Brucey. I don't want to, I do not want to embarrass you, but I do want to tell you this. Those of us who love this business, who love the business of radio, we loved it because we listened and we heard people on the radio that inspired us and that wanted to make us think that we could someday be on the radio too. Everybody in that grew up in New York City, that grew up in Pennsylvania, that grew up in New Jersey, that grew up in Connecticut and beyond. If you say two words, Cousin Brucey, they will tell you stories of what they were doing in their lives when Cousin Brucey was with them, including me and memories that they had of Cousin Brucey making some of the best moments of their lives happen while listening to the radio on WABC. And it is an incredible honor, Cousin Brucey, to be able to tell you how much we love you. Thank you. You know, it's funny. It's very rare that I'm speechless, but I'm listening to you, and I'm, I'm just knowing what you do and your background. So I am so humbled and I'm so honored. And I thank you. And I, I look forward to this every day. Oh, to this day, I love what I do because every week something happens that is exciting and adds magic to what I do. I love it. I love it. Yes, and we can tell that. And that love is what you projected every single time you turned on the radio. And I don't have to tell you, no one knows what goes on in your life. Nobody knows what you were going through at certain phases in your life or certain things. But when you turned on the radio, what you were left with were the good vibrations, were, was the fun, was the excitement, was the music, was Cousin Brucey always at his best, and his best was every and is every single day on the air. You, you are, there, there are so few icons in our business, and you are the icon of icons. There is nobody in music radio, Cousin Brucey, like you. You are one in all of it. You're at the oh, top. You have you. always been at the top of your game, and you thank are just you so remarkable. Much. Thank you so much. You know, there's an old expression, right? Who can ask for anything more? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And thank you so much. Well, what can I say to you? Thank you. Keep on doing what you're doing. I love that we exchange ideas. You do one thing, I do another thing. But one thing, we reach the people, and we get people to react. And, boy, we're doing it on WABC. I love it. Amen to that. Thank you, Cousin Brucey. Saturday, folks, tell what time are you going to be there, Cousin Brucey? Well, I'm going to be there at 6 o'clock, sharp. On Saturday, have your Radio 77 WABC. Check out the new Beatles song. Check out the one and only Cousin Brucey. Thank you, Cousin Brucey. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bo.
WABC Talk Radio 77. Music Radio, Talk Radio, just radio, my friends. The best of radio here on WABC. On this day... The Archies, number one, 1969. The longest-running, quote-unquote, one-hit wonder in the U.K. It wasn't just America. It was number one in the U.K. And stayed there for two months. Andrew Giuliani coming up. Your calls, 800-848-WABC, coming up as well. On WABC. Stay with us. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with those Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 1974 from the album Fulfilling This First Finale. Stevie, you haven't done nothing, as I point out every time that we uh, play this song. The Jackson 5 are in the background, doing the background vocals on this one, which won him multiple Grammys. This was the album that was released after the very successful Inner Visions album. Andrew Giuliani is with us, as he is every Thursday. I look forward to Thursdays and having a chat with Andrew Giuliani. Andrew, you are in. Where are you today? Hey, James. Great to be with you, as always. I'm actually at the Bronx GOP headquarters today. We're getting out the vote for Christy Marmorato, who's running for city council. Tomorrow I'll be with Vicky Palladino. I believe in Whitestone, but certainly in Queens, uh, maybe a college point there. And, and it's just a reminder to all those people that are you know, frustrated with our system of government, whether it be nationally, which I know we're going to talk, be talking about, or locally. you got to get out there and vote, especially in these off-year elections when there's no top of the ticket. There's no presidential. There's no gubernatorial. There's no mayoral election. Your vote really can make the difference uh, more than ever. Uh, in these elections where I'm talking more people, there is low turnout in a lot of these places, which, by the way, is probably a pretty good thing in deep blue New York. It gives the Republicans, it gives the challengers a real opportunity to go out there and win. So if you're fed up with your system, go make sure that you're looking at whoever your local candidate is and get out there and vote for them. You can vote for them right now, actually. You don't have to wait until Election Day on Tuesday, November 7th. You can vote early, so make sure you get your vote in. Now, I want to stress what you just said, because there have been story after story this week about how this upset in with the war in Israel right now and Gaza, how this is changing the political dynamic, and it could change it in these New York City races. Mm -hmm. There are so many people that are fed up with the progressive Democrat Party that had made a lot of a lot of advances in New York City in particular. That's how you got the AOCs. This is how you get this uh, this other guy that pulled the fire alarm, this Bauman guy, um, and, and he's out running his mouth again uh, pretty much in, in support of Hamas. 
<clears throat> so it, this is an opportunity for Republicans who have just sit on who sit on the sidelines every year and feel like I don't have a chance, I don't have a voice. Well, if you turn out in record numbers, in record numbers, and as Andrew just said, you don't have to turn out on election day. This is New York. You can turn out right now. You can vote right now. If you come out in record numbers, this could be the surprise election that you have been waiting for. It's not going to happen if you sit at home. But if you come out in record numbers, you could turn this election into several surprises. This off-year election could be a big deal and could provide momentum going into 2024. This is a huge deal. Absolutely, James. And look, you mentioned Israel before. Um, what I could tell you is we've seen in a couple of these races, uh, I can tell you in the Vicky Paladino, Tony Avella race, uh, Tony Avella actually ended up last week actually having, who's, uh, who was a former council member there, uh, having a fundraiser uh, hosted by a guy who actually had posted pro-Hamas sentiments on his social media. Uh, when a news outlet contacted him about that, he said that his, uh, his Facebook was hacked on this. The problem was he had been posting it for 11 days. You don't get hacked for 11 days there and have it deleted there, so it doesn't make any sense. Uh, what I could tell you is Marjorie Velasquez, who is the incumbent here in this Bronx race, she is deeply connected to the Bronx progressives. We know how they feel on that issue. And so, like you said, get out there and vote. Make sure you're supporting your local candidates, whether it's Christy Marmorado, whether it's Vicky Palladino, or any of the other strong uh people that believe in our Constitution that are running for city council uh in the next few days. You know, we have, um, uh, speaking of the Constitution, let's switch gears for a moment, Andrew. President Trump, already in Colorado, there's this trial going on that to me should have never been taken, this trial, whether they can exclude him from the ballot based on the fact that they think, they believe, they think he's an insurrectionist. He has never been proven to be any insurrectionist. There is, how do you prove that anyway? But this is actually going on in a Colorado courtroom. Well, Minnesota Supreme Court is now looking at it, too. This is brought by left-wing nonprofits, one of multiple efforts across the country to prevent Donald Trump from returning to the White House. Even some of the judges who have been appointed by Democrats in this state, Minnesota, are expressing concerns they wonder if the case should even be before them. They don't know whether, uh, how, how do you, how do you stop a former president from running on the idea that someone believes that he may have been an insurrectionist or been without it ever being proven? What are your thoughts on this entire issue of this move from the left to disqualify Trump from even being on the ballot? And it's not only someone, James, it's all leftists. It's all people that basically have claimed to have hate President Trump beforehand. Look, as once the minority leader of the U.S. House at the time, Kevin McCarthy, did not have the opportunity to appoint who he wanted, Jim Jordan and others, on that January 6th committee, that committee never actually, by the rules of the House, should have been assembled there. So when they talk about bipartisanship because they had Kinzinger, and Cheney on there, we know that they had political vendettas 
against Trump at the time. So it's beyond absurd. And then when you look at all the people that are going after him, they're all Democrats and they're all leftists. So this is completely partisan that they would do. So I think you actually have uh, a court in Minnesota, like you said, that is actually looking at this. And even though there are a lot, there are four of the five Democrats because uh, the other two have recused themselves in this. I think they're looking and saying, look, this is something that is a very, very slippery slope for democracy in our country. Uh, this should obviously just come down to the people on uh, on November. I think it's third next year. I, I'm so I'm so into November 7th this year. It should come down to the people in 2024 deciding whether or not Trump should be on the ballot, whether or not Trump should be elected or not. But they should absolutely have the opportunity to go out there and vote for them. And I think more people now, more than ever, are actually understanding just how political this is. You know, I ended up speaking to somebody from South Africa, actually, over the weekend, and they were asking what I thought about this. And what I told them was, hey, look, Trump's numbers have gone through the roof since they've actually started this political process. Now, they're not hearing a lot of this internationally because they're getting the leftist media on this. But it really is true. So I think it's look, it's good to see some courts stand up. I can't imagine the case in Colorado right now that that is being heard. Um, I can't imagine that this leftist organization that has brought this actually wins the case. When you look at the facts of this case, it's it's uh, it, it is uh, it should be thrown out. But the the fact that it is even is even being heard, I can't imagine that uh, that they're going to win this case. Prosecutors, uh, this is the Jack Smith case, the, the the election case in Washington. They're whining that Donald Trump is trying to delay these criminal trials at any cost. Story today at the DailyBS.com. There, <clears throat> look, these people have tried to overwhelm the uh, Trump defense with documents, and he was saying before, at the rate that they, at the rate of documents that they have to go through, it really would take years. But the judge ignored that. Now Trump is saying too, on the basis of everything else in the crowded legal calendar he is in, and he is in so many legal issues right now, by brought by these Democrats and leftist groups. They're saying we we can't do this case and give it justice, and meanwhile the prosecutor is is whining about it. Uh, what do you what say you, Andrew? Do, is this do you think that Donald Trump is going to be forced to fight all of these battles at once, or will the court step in in some cases and say, look, he actually deserves to have enough time to present a good defense or a, a defense? befitting what these charges are. You know, James, what's so sad about this is my answer is going to be based on how biased the judge actually is. I think he got a fair judge when you look at the judge in Florida. So my guess is that they are going to give the president time to actually present a fair defense in also understanding that he is running for president of the United States. Now, if you have a judge more like, and I know this is a civil case, but the guy in New York over here or Chutkin in, in D.C., then my guess is they're going to have him come in. They might even have him come in on Christmas. They might make an exception and say, you know, what? it's a holiday. You have to come in here on Christmas or on New Year's Day. That's how much they hate this person. And that's how much they will suspend the rules in order to go and get Donald Trump. It really all depends on the judge. And it sh that just shows you, it shows you, James, just how political our judiciary has gotten. And it really, really breaks my heart as somebody who remembers, you know, so many times 
when I was younger, my father taking such pride in the fact that the U.S. Attorney's Office was not political to see so many of these judicial nominees, now judges, and to see so many of these U.S. Attorney's Offices and District Attorney's Offices become political, it really, really breaks my heart, as I know it does to so many of your listeners and yourself as well. Absolutely, it does. More than breaking my heart, this is, to me, one of the most dangerous things in our republic. If there is no confidence that justice is indeed blind, that that the everyday person can't get a fair shake in court, that is the beginning of the crumbling of everything else in a society that is based on trust. The idea that you can trust that if someone brings an accusation against you, that you will have that, number one, you are innocent until you're proven guilty, and number two, that you can get your day in court. Once that foundation is stripped and you think, well, I might as well just pack it up and go to jail now because I'm dealing with people who hate me because of my politics. This is a dangerous thing. And this is, this threatens the entire Republic of the United States of America. It really does. And again, uh, it's why I go back to stressing how important it is to make sure that you're getting involved in this, that people are getting involved, that they're paying attention. They're starting to do the little things that add up to big things in getting new candidates elected, whether it's your city council races that are coming up now, whether it's paying attention, whether it's making sure that you have a plan for next year, how you're going to vote in your primaries here coming up in a few short months, how you're going to end up voting in the presidential, the down ballot races, being informed about some of these judges and and, uh, understanding, you know, some of these judges are, are elected, many are appointed, right? So understanding that process and understanding how you can have an effect on this uh, is so important because, like, you're absolutely right. It, it breaks my heart. It, it's frustrating. It's it's very dangerous to our democracy. Uh, but people need to have a way to be able to respond uh, to change this stuff. Uh, otherwise, we're going to see it slip away. And by the way, it's going to slip away very, very fast. We're in the process of it slipping away now. As you highlighted, we need to get it back. We need to get it back. And time, time is running short. The new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, said today that the House will consider Ukraine aid in short order. And he has reiterated that he wants to pair funding for Kiev with U.S. border security. So he's already saying, hey, yeah, we'll give you some aid to Ukraine, all right? We'll put that on. But we're going to tie that in with making sure that we have money for our own borders. I think it's a politically smart move. The Senate is beside themselves, Senate Republicans as well as uh, Democrats, that he has bifurcated the Israeli aid from the Ukraine aid. They thought they could just bundle it all up and just get past any objections. It is the House that is constitutionally mandated to deal out appropriations, not the Senate. And I am glad to see this new speaker using the power that is vested in him by the Constitution. What are your thoughts on that, Andrew? Well, you, you have laid down the civics so perfectly on this, James. And I've got to tell you, you know, when we talked about Mike Johnson last week, I'd mentioned I, I got to know him a little bit in D.C. I really liked him a lot. Um, you know, but I know that he also was not expecting to have this position up until maybe a few days before this, when he realized that he might become a candidate 
at this point. So I wasn't sure how ready he was going to be be to make politically savvy moves like this. I think the move in uh, in trying to uh, offset the aid that we are going to rightfully give to Israel with the $14.3 billion that we would give to the IRS for the some of the 87,000 new IRS agents is brilliant. And I think border security and pairing that with Ukraine is also brilliant. It, it makes so much sense. And I think the majority of Americans are going to be for breaking these bills down the way that he has, right? I mean, he took this bill, which was, I think, 106, 110 billion dollars and broke it out and bifurcated a little bit and said, okay, well, look, here's what we're going to break this down into. We're going to let you know where this is going to come from. We're also going to make sure that we're not actually taking more money from the American taxpayers, because by the way, the American taxpayers right now are getting absolutely crushed. So it makes a whole lot of sense. And I think it's, it's a really, really smart way to start his speakership. Andrew, as always, what a pleasure to have you with us. We look forward to hearing from you next Thursday. Keep up the good work out there getting the vote out. Andrew Giuliani, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, James. Get out and vote. This is Maxine Nightingale. Born in 1952, this is her big smash hit. Your calls are coming up. We're going to check in with Lou Dobbs right now. If you're on hold, get your thoughts together because we're going to be coming to you for your rapid thoughts on rapid phones when we get finished. Listening and checking out today's news in the markets from Lou Dobbs. is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Birthday today, heavenly birthday, Jay Black, Jay and the American. I got to mention a few other names that are having birthdays today. Katie Lang. As a birthday today, also Keith Emerson from the incredible Emerson Lake and Palmer. Nelly is having a birthday today too. It's time. Let's hear from you. James Golden, aka Bose Nerdly, presents Rapid Phones. We are going to start with Robert in Brooklyn, New York. Robert, welcome. How are you? Hi. Uh, uh, Hamas did the horrific atrocity of burning a baby in an oven, killing the father, and raping the mother as the baby cried in the oven as he was being burned to death. The house, they dropped the ball. They did not censor Tlaib. It was 222 to 187.86. Apparently, 23 Republicans went along with it, and they said something about freedom of speech. Uh, memory track, Steve King. The House went 416 to 1 against Steve King. So why did they let Tulane get away with it? And last point, 
You see, they sick the FBI on um, Eric Adams fundraiser. They pulled the same I talked shit about that. The, yeah, I call that. I talked about that the first thing out of the box today that Mayor Adams had to rush home from his meeting with Joe Biden, a meeting that he had been demanding for months because something came up. And we later learned it was the Biden Justice Department, the uh, Merrick Garland Justice Department, sicking the FBI on Eric Adams' fundraiser. I guess we're all speculating that that is why he had to suddenly get out of Dodge. Uh, Robert, let me just say this on it. I would not have voted to, uh, to, to censor Steve King. And I would not have voted with Rashida Tlaib. If we were to clear Congress of the United States of everybody that stands up in front of cameras and lies, there'd be maybe four or five people out of the 535 congressmen and senators left. It is not, it is not up to Congress, the legislative body, body, to start saying, oh, you lied about this, and we're going to throw you out, or, or censor you, or put it this. No, that is not the way it's supposed to work. It shouldn't have happened before, and I happen to agree with that small minority of Republicans that let she. this woman is a disgrace. Her statements are disgraceful. And it's not just this. She, Cory Booker, and uh, I'm sorry, not Cory Booker. Not, I didn't mean Spartacus out here in New Jersey. I mean Cory Bush out of uh, uh, Kansas, and so many of these other members of the squad. They are disgraceful. This is why we have elections. Let the voters give them the thumbs up or the thumbs down. That should not be the role of their fellow legislators. So I understand your sentiment, and I hope you understand what I'm saying. We just disagree on this one. I think the right thing was done here, that they did not offer a formal reprimand to her for that. If you were going to start passing around reprimands for every liar in Congress and for every person that stands up and tells something terrible, like I said, you'd be left with maybe four or five standing in the swamp. Thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Rick in Pennsylvania, you are up next. Oh, it's an honor. Uh, Really an honor and a privilege, Bo. Uh, I want to go another direction real quick, throw some names at you. We're close in age, and I'm sure uh, Cousin Brucey was right in the middle of it. Harry Harrison, the Englandess, Ron yes. Lundy. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know worked you remember with, them. I worked with them. I worked with BDI. That's what we used to call them, Big Dan and BDI. I worked with Ron Lundy. Sweethearts of a guy. I'll throw some other names at you. People I didn't work with. Frankie Crocker was another great one. Jerry Bledsoe, my cousin, was a great, amazing disc jockey. Imhotep Gary Bird. Gary Bird, the GB experience. You had also guys, Happy Hal, the housewife's pal. You you could go on and on. But the names you mentioned, yes. Ron Lundy, specifically for WABC listeners, how can you ever forget Ron Lundy, Johnny Donovan, how can you forget uh, 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 Dan Ingram? Uh, these guys made our lives. They were awesome. Do you, do you know whether any of them may still be alive, or are they all in heaven? I know that Dan Ingram passed away. I don't know about the others. I know Johnny's still with us, thank goodness. We'll, you know, we'll have to do some digging in that. Thank you for the call. Ooh, so soon we have to go. I'm so sorry for those on hold. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Friday. Please call in. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your families, your loved ones in these most troubling times. 
Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. for Boats and Rush Hour and do it again. Bye. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.